If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Welcome to the Hardwood Hustle. This is TJ Rosine alongside Graham Maxwell. And today, to cuss or not to cuss is the topic. Going to be a really interesting one. Before we do, make sure you go check out our friends over at Shot Tracker. Um, huge things on the way. Huge things already happening. What gets tracked, what, what gets measured are the things you get better at. So what are you tracking? What are you measuring? We did an episode just last week on that. What are you tracking with your team? Um, but cutting edge technology they just were allowed to use for the first ever time in the hall of fame classic um with our friends over at shot tracker make sure you go check them out uh graham all right let me lay the groundwork for this one okay i'm not gonna say what team or what coach all right i'm not i'm not not going to i'm not going to okay but it came across my feed last night and there's a college football coach and Somebody obviously snuck the video. You can tell it's like a little bit low rent, whatever. Somebody put a phone right. underneath. You know, it's it's a. They might not of, have a job right now. Right. right. At least they're being hunted right now. Right. <laughs> where this video came from, um, and it's it's not going to be a huge one. Like it's going to come and go. I think. I mean, it's um, not not uh, the biggest deal. But what happened is in this particular video. I think the coach is just trying to get their guys fired up, and, and he drops uh, just about every word you can think of and just about any combination you can think of. And uh, <clears throat> I don't think there's any disputing this is a good coach, right? I mean, right. winning a lot of games, um, great track record, good pedigree, um, <clears throat> all of those things. But uh, definitely a um, a tirade of – and it wasn't – I wouldn't even say he's out of control. I think he was just – getting them fired up you know right. but um there was no lack of curse words used in any you know in in, in any uh there wasn't it wasn't used at a player I and mean, we need to talk about that it wasn't used at a specific player it wasn't demeaning a player but definitely using um you know intense language right there so i think that you know me you adam sam i think we all align somewhat to the fact like you know you choose your words wisely some of us might err on the side a little bit of, you know, cuss word here and there. But none of us are just out there cursing players or, um, you know, people like that. So we all kind of fall on that line. But we're going to try and come at this from a perspective of both sides. Like, you know, should you or should you not curse? And um, at, at players or at your team and where do you draw the lines if you do? So we're going to kind of come at this objectively as best we possibly can. And I think for some degree I can. Um, you know, I, I told you before that uh, when I first got into college coaching, I remember a mentor telling me that, you know, you, you got to cuss. you got to be able to speak their language, you know. And when I was 19, 20 years old, and I was like, oh, I guess that's what you got to do. Yeah. So I did start out my first couple of years using language. Um, I have a lot of regrets about it. Um, a lot of things I wish I would not have done. A lot of things I didn't know as a young coach that I've learned along the way. Better ways to do things, but I did. I did. I start out with that approach, and we're going to dive into that. Not just picking this particular coach, this particular team, because there's you know there's last chance you, which is everybody's watching. Um, and we yeah. we discussed this in, a little bit before. 
um, about this, but um, you know, I want to get your just initial thoughts on how do you how do you line this up? If a coach was to come to you and say, "Hey, I'm trying to decide whether to curse at players or not curse at them," what would your answer be? You know, I think I think the difficult thing about your question is this, and I've heard a lot of people, even a young coach myself, and I feel like I've even given this advice myself, um, but I think a lot of people have the advice and are receiving the advice and giving the advice of, you know, be true to who you are. You know, don't be anybody else. You know, don't be somebody else um, that curses a ton don't be somebody else that doesn't curse everyone just says you know be true to who you are and i think yes that is good advice but at the end of the day like i think that there is a little bit of a a way out for someone who you know they might just like cursing or like honestly not watching your language is easier at the end of the day i think it's easier to not watch your language and so if i were to sit in here and i would say hey i'm just going to cuss these guys up one side down and the other but this oh but this is who i am you know like i'm not going to be someone who doesn't cuss. because i was going to challenge you on that you know like i've heard that advice a lot too to coaches like just be who you are you know and so let's just take that and break it down for a second okay so you know let's just say that um you know, you're 18, 19, 20 years old, um, you're out there and um, you're living a, a life of uh, petty theft and uh, you like to do drugs on the weekend and you like to, right? You know, so we, we give that advice to a 19, 20 year old. We say, hey, you know, just be who you are. You know, if that's what you want to do, just just be who you are. And so I, I struggle with that advice. You know, I, I, I get yeah. where they're coming from. I, I mean, I do think there's a level of you need to be genuine to your personality. I don't think you can, you know, fake who you are, but all of us have got to be striving to be a better version of ourselves. And so when you give that, that advice open-ended, just be who you are, that can, that can fall on the wrong ears and head in the wrong direction. Yeah. There's two things to it. You know, we see, we, we get the opportunity at our level, you know, and the report that you've seen, the video that you've seen, it was at a college level as well. We get the opportunity. We get these guys in as freshmen, right, or girls in as, as freshmen, and, and we get to see them grow. If we just were okay with who they were as they were freshmen, I don't think we're doing our job, right? There's a lot of times people come and they, and they show up um, late. You know, if we keep asking them, like, why are you showing up late? And like, well, I'm, you know, I, coach, this is who I am. I'm a little bit maybe lazy or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, yo, that's who you are. That's completely okay, right? But they're not growing. Um, so I think, to me, this is a little bit of the same situation. As coaches, our job should be trying to grow. Our job should be trying to communicate to them in a different way. Because going back to one of the first things you said, and when you and I had this conversation, you know, you received advice early on when you were a coach. You know, if you want to relate to these players, you have to talk to them this way. You know, and, and I can see how that could be, you know, sometimes people might just relate a little bit better that way. But I, I truly believe, and I'm coming from maybe a different stance here, I think you're going to relate to people by the way you invest in them. Right? If, if I invest in our players and I, and I show them how much I love them and show them how much I care for them, and then all of a sudden I coach them hard. They're not going to say, oh, he, Graham didn't drop the F-bomb, so I'm not listening to what he's saying, right? Like, no, they know that I love them and care about them because I, I take care of things off the floor. Now, I'm not saying anyone who cusses, they don't love and care for their kids. That's just the way they're choosing to coach, yeah, right? Yeah, it's really interesting because, I mean, first of all, I think just personally over my own career, I've just debunked that, like – 
I I cannot think of one player that didn't relate to me or didn't like me because I didn't cuss. Right. I can't. I really can't. I, I think that that's not true at all. Um, and we have not recruited all perfect angels here. A variety, right. diversity of kids from every walk you can possibly think of. Probably ten different countries, every skin color you can imagine. And I do not know one young person that has not been able to relate to us because we don't cuss at them. Right. And so I I, I don't I don't buy that. I do think some people do live in that narrative, you know, like I do think you, you, uh, it's only because they don't know any better, you know, like I think sometimes these athletes go into college and they're like, so-and-so's dog cussing me, but it's only because they love me. And plus I get my gear and they take care of me. I got a scholarship, you know, they don't know any better at surface. They're like, this guy loves me because of what they're doing. And I'm not, I'm not even saying they don't love him. Right. Because you can love somebody and have mm. completely foul language. Right. You can love somebody and be a thief. You can love somebody and be in jail. You, I mean, you can be any of those things right. and love somebody. But it doesn't change the fact of what you're teaching them. And I think most of us would agree that oftentimes there's no better teacher than what we model. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a cycle. Right, it's a cycle. Just how you learned one way, you know. Obviously, I've learned under you, so the way I've learned is different than a lot of people. Um, but it is a cycle, you know. There, even the coach that we're talking about right now, he had to learn it from somewhere, right? And that yeah. coach learned it from somewhere, and so it, it is a cycle. And I, I think just like it is in life for our players, for us, like habits are hard to break, especially the older you get. And so I just think we need to be mindful of, you know, the legacy. Our, our legacy, hopefully our legacy always outlives us, but hopefully it's the right legacy. Yeah. Right? I think that's a key thing to keep in mind. Yeah, and I want to dive into that part because I think that's really crucial. Is like, what does it actually do? Like, we're the leaders of these men or these women, and what, what legacy are we leaving? What impact does it have on them, whether we do cuss or whether we don't cuss? Before we jump into that, and I really think it's the most critical, pivotal part of the conversation here, let's get a quick communication tip without cuss words from our friends over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. This week, coaches, I'd love to challenge you to communicate this message to your team. Remind them that when the leader improves, everybody wins. Let me say it again. When the leader improves, everybody wins. Our players, as they are growing as leaders, need to constantly be communicated that when they improve as a leader, not just... Do they win, but the team wins, the coaching staff wins, the community wins, the program wins, the school wins, their family wins. Everybody wins when the leader improves. Make sure that's a message you're communicating to your players this week. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle to get started with the communication app that will help bring your team fully together, getting everyone from parents, players, and coaches all on the same page. That's teamsnap.com backslash hustle. All right, Graham. So this is where I think it's pivotal is my first reaction. This is going to be somewhat of a political statement here, okay? Because okay. I'm just sharing. I'm being transparent, okay? okay. Yeah. My first reaction, um, and I and I don't consider myself political, you know, to be, um, you know, Republican, Democrat, whatever. I mean, I definitely align with different views and policies in different areas. But I, my personal belief is that not any one party has all of my views aligned, okay? Correct. So um, that's just my own my own personal view. <clears throat> but now we're going to talk about our president for a second, okay? Okay. And Let's just say, I mean, there are several policies in the Republican Party and with our president that I agree with. There's things that I say, yes, we should do this. Yes, we should do that. Okay. 
But but what I what I struggle with is oftentimes um, people holding our president up in a light like he is a Christian model or he is the model of excellence or he is the model of whatever you know. No problem liking his policies, but I struggle with anybody that holds this man up on a pedestal. For sure. Okay? The way that he behaves, the way that he acts. And I know there's listeners that will disagree with that, and I I understand that. This is my own personal opinion, is that um, you can agree with his policies and the things he's deciding to do. But holding him up on a pedestal, I think you would uh, – I I wouldn't hold him up on a pedestal to my children. I wouldn't say, hey, this is the guy I want you to model. Hey, our president is right now the example of excellence in in the country. You should look at this guy. I wouldn't do that. You know, and so when I think about it as, um, you know, with coaches, for instance, let's say there's a program that you like and you're a big whatever fan. Um, But then you – and this is what I first saw on this side because there's a lot of people around here that are fans of this particular team. And when I look at it, I said, you know, no problem. I don't think you should stop rooting for your team or you shouldn't like your team anymore or whatever. But you do have to be realistic about, hey, this is who he is as a coach. And I either agree or don't agree with the way he's modeling or acting this out. And that was my first response. My first thought is because I know that everyone's going to make an excuse for it. That's college football. Everybody's doing that. So is Alabama. So is whatever. Everyone's going to say the same thing. But I don't think you can lump the two together. You can still love your team. You can still love your mom, your dad, your brother, sister. But you know, when they do something they shouldn't be doing, it doesn't mean you hold them up on a pedestal and say it doesn't matter. You can't just you can't just neglect it. You can't just say, well, it doesn't matter. They do all this stuff because they believe all of the right things. Um, you will know them by their fruit, right? You know, right. and and I think sometimes we have to be really careful about that. For sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and. and Again, even a lot of people around here, like, just staying on the political thing just for a second. Like, people lump and assume um, our president or whoever they're rooting for, right? You know, Democrat, Libertarian, whoever. Like, whoever they're rooting for. They may agree with one thing that that person agrees with, and they're willing to kind of overlook everything else. You know? Now, I'm not saying to, to... you know, not focus on that because if that one thing's more important to you than everything else, by all means, like go and support it. Um, but what I find is a lot of people there saying, "Hey, I, I support this one thing, and uh, yeah, all this isn't very good, but hey, at least he's doing this." And I think it's the same situation with this coaching we've talked about, right? It's yeah, this isn't this isn't a very good look for him or the program, but hey. At least we're winning games, yeah. right? And so I think that's one thing you got to be mindful of. You you can still support your team, but I wouldn't say, oh well, everybody's doing it because, yeah. as you said before, you know, uh, if we're if we're desiring fair treatment, you know, I think that's mediocrity and, and overlooking everything else. Yeah, and you know, I, if somebody came up to me from the political, well, in the political debate here, you know, but if somebody <laughs> came up to me and said, "I'm voting for this man because I agree with his policies." Mm-hmm. I agree with this, this, and this. Da, da, da. I don't have any issue with that. I don't have any problem with that. Right. My problem is when you tie the two together. I'm voting for because he's a great man with great policies. I would take exception to that. I'd be like, really? What makes him a great man to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe some people do think he's a great man. No, no problem. You can think that too. But that's where I would draw the line. No problem. Somebody says to me, I'm voting for because I agree with his policies. Good for you. All right. Let's vote that way. But when you start tying the two together and you start being naive to the way somebody's behaving, acting, what they're saying, you know, whatever, and just say, I'm voting because I love this man, right? Uh, then I would say, well, I disagree. There's more another candidate you could love more as a person um, out there in a lot of these situations. And sometimes there's not. I mean, people would argue that in the last election, like, it was hard to love either person, you yeah. know? I mean, there's yeah, a lot of issues. Both sides. With, yeah, yeah, so I, I get that side, too. 
then that can um, that can definitely be a, a fair argument. But where it really gets tricky here is, and I said this to you before too, is like. You know, they um, most people. You did, I did. We all grew up looking up to coaches. Yeah, right. And so, we we have a hard time just excusing or looking away from um, the things that they don't say. Well, I, I really look up to this person, but I look up to these ten aspects. I don't think most sixteen, eighteen, twenty year olds are wise enough to do that. I wasn't wise enough to do that. If I looked up to somebody. I really looked up to just about everything that they did. Yeah. And so if you have a coach that's out there doing this and, you know, and I, and I would say this, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not like a stickler, like no cuss words. Like I've used cuss words with our team before. Mm-hmm. It's probably one out of every thousand words and it maybe have a, a time and a place for it. And maybe there's a reason why I'm doing it, but it's not every other word right. is that word. Right. But when you start doing that and that becomes your vocabulary around these players, well, all of a sudden they graduate. And what they see is we got results doing things this way. So now that I'm the boss of this company, I'm going to go F-bomb a couple of these people and tell them what I think about them. Dude. Or I'm coaching this team, and that's how we got results. This is what I'm going to do. That's the part that really tugs at me. That's the part that gets my heartstrings right there and says, you know, you may really love each and every one of those athletes. But if you really care and desire to love and show them, you, you want to show them a great example of how to live life and do life. And you can't tell them on one hand, be respectful of people, be careful of your language, say all these, whatever it is that you value, and then say, but just ignore the fact that I'm doing it. And that's the problem that I think that that there might be a disconnect. These young people are likely to go on. They experience success this way, so they're going to continue on that way. Right. I mean, and this isn't by any means a plug for the show Last Chance You. Um, This is not a plug for it, I repeat. It's not a plug, but... You know, one of the things that what you just talked about is exactly true. Like, they did interviews with the players, and they're like, you know, why did you come here? You know, like, well, coach, man, he's he's he is who I am. Like, he we're from the same area, we we talk the same. You know, so I know he loves me because you know he told me he loves me. And then literally, like in the next scene, he's like, bleep 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 this, get off the you know bleep all this stuff. And it's like, is like I don't. Now again, like you said, like he may love them, but you're I heard a, I heard a beautiful quote one time. Your actions speak so loudly I can't hear what you say. You know, I think there is there is something to tie into that. Um that you you can't just say, "Man, I love you. I have your back." Like all and then all of a sudden it's I mean, you're 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 getting personal with them and you're just like dog cussing them. Yeah. I, I I don't think that that is. And there's the other side of that. There's interviews on that coach, you know, Last Chance You where it says you know, coach is crazy. Uh, you know, I don't right. like coach. I mean, there's right. a whole bunch of things right. where people feel that same way True. and say those same things. Yeah. You know, and so, but you're right. I mean, your actions do speak volumes about what you're doing. And part of your actions is your language and the words that you use. Um, you know, Dick Devenzio, the creator of PGC, he used some foul language. Right. But he always said that he used it with purpose. He said it to either get attention to a particular area or he said it to put emphasis on something or he did it. You know, and and I, my experience with coaches that cuss, it doesn't do anything more for me because that's what they do all the time. Right. Yeah. Every other word. So it's like, why would this mean something to me in this moment? Because they use it every other word. Right. It and and the is the same as S, F, and H, whatever. You know what I mean? They're the same thing. And so it doesn't really have an emphasis on me. Correct. Yeah. You know, I mean, just being real, the video we saw, 
could have been the one where he was choosing his words appropriately. I wouldn't say appropriately. He was choosing his words to himself wisely, and he was he was intentionally trying to to cuss a ton and use that language. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what this guy yeah, is it, like. It's hard to time. say. I mean, it's a, it's a micro. The other one is remember you saw that one where there's that uh, was it high school or prep school where the coach is going off on the player and using unbelievable language. Yeah. To me. So the one we heard on the coach was was offensive. The one we heard from that coach to a player was not only offensive, it was it was unacceptable, primarily for this reason. The one we heard from the coach, like, yeah, it just kind of disgusted me, just that that's the way that it was going on. But the other one bothered me to the core because he was using it at the young person. Right. And I think anytime you're using language to demean another person like that, that's really crossing the line. You know, it's debatable. People can say, well, I'm using these curse words for emphasis or I'm using whatever. You could debate that. But when you start using it at somebody, I think you've really crossed the line. Right. And I get it. Like, I don't want to be naive, too. I mean, people have different, you know, religious um, preferences. Right. And so I think religion may play or your beliefs or whatever may play into a huge factor of whether or not you cuss um, or, or whether you're, you're choosing to cuss. But I do think at the end of the day, like if we are teaching, you know, this is one of the things we've taught at PGC a ton. Like if you are choosing self-control, like choosing self-control over like your mouth and your tongue, I think there's no better example of that. Cause I can't tell you how many times I mean, I stub my foot. Like the first thing I don't want to say is, Oh gosh, shoot the heck. Right? Like, that's not the first thing I, I think about saying, but you have to choose like discipline. And if we're trying to get our players to be disciplined, I think there's no better example than be disciplined with what we say. Yeah. Really interesting. We'd love to hear what you as coaches think about this. And we, we recognize there's varying opinions and, and we've shared our opinions because we get to host the show and we've also, <laughs> So love to hear your opinions as well, um, because I know there's a lot of varying opinions on this. But uh, those are ours, and nothing if nothing else, uh, good food for thought, good thing to just entertain, th- talk about. If we had a takeaway from it, it would just be to ask coaches why. If you do do that, why? And I think if you're going to have a good why behind it, then that's where you're going to stand. But if you don't have a why behind it, at least explore, like, well, should I, should I choose this, or is there another way to do this? But, coaches, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I'm TJ. That's Graham. And uh, we were the Hardwood Hustle today. Until next time, we're out.